Lucas Tigers and Bronze is brought to you by Hybrid Grading Approach. HGA is revolutionizing the industry by implementing software that will allow them to scan, analyze, and grade cards without subjectivity. This allows for consistent and unbiased grading. They have an easy submission process and best-in-class customer service. Their pricing model is simple. Pay by the day, not by the value of the card. And when they say 10 business days, they mean 10 business days. That's okay, I'll do it again. So guys, uh, round two, round two on the intro. Uh, we had a little difficulty here, so hopefully I'm able to do it justice. We want to welcome you guys back to another episode of Lucas, Tigers, and Bronzo Mai. Jam-packed weekend. We had our first show with Whatnot for the NFL week to preview. We have the collectible show. And today we do have some announcements, but I want to save them till the end of the show, just in respect for your guys' time. And you want to just talk about all NFTs all day, all, just a whole all NFTs, all NFTs. No, we'll keep those announcements till the end because uh, we're we're the kind of content creators, and I think others are as well. But we really pride ourselves on listening to what you guys say, how you respond and react to some of the things that we're doing. Uh, and we got feedback from you guys this weekend, and I'll share it with you uh, towards the end of the episode and kind of how we're organizationally going to do things. But first, this is a sports card show. We talk sports, we talk about performance, and we talk about cards and how it's going to impact their prices. So I wanted to start off with Baseball Cage, and I actually had an interesting post. So we'll talk NFL, crazy week in the NFL, capping NFL games is nearly impossible. It's one of those things where you can be right and, oh, go so wrong. So we'll talk about that, but baseball is your thing. I mean, Mm -hmm. you've had incredible predictions from the beginning of the year. With Otani, you said he won't hit 15 more home runs. He's only mm-hmm. hit 11. Called the uh, Giants. Called the Giants. So what's really interesting, so on 8-2, so August 2nd, a little bit more than a month and a half ago, Bryce Harper's odds to win the MVP were plus 8,000. Tatis was minus 145. 831, so end of August, it was plus 1,200 for Bryce Harper. Tatis was even heavier favorite at minus 260 today. And all you guys saw that Manny Tatis kind of the, the argument in uh, in the bullpen or in uh, in the dugout. I apologize. Now, Bryce Harper is the favorite. Minus 25 and Tatis is even money. What's interesting about that cage, and here's my post. I want to hear your thoughts on this is Bryce Harper's tops update PSA 10 is a $150 card with a 2,400 pop. Tatis is a $150 card. Do you want to guess the pop on that tops card? 14000 Yeah, 15, 15 four. Wow. So you could take this any direction you want. You could talk about them as players. You could talk about them as investments. What are you making of all this, Cage? As the season winds down, there's 15, 10, 15 games left. What's going on? Nobody is really that good. Nobody has separated themselves is really what it comes down to. And in either league, I mean, Otani's still a huge favorite, right? But even him, I'm a little surprised that those numbers haven't, you know, um, you know, Vlad Guerrero's numbers haven't gotten closer. I mean, Vlad is not going to win the Triple Crown because I don't think he can catch it in RBIs. Although, you know, you never know. Strange things happen. You can have a huge RBI game, you know, a couple home runs, Grand Slam, you name it, and be right back in there. But um, Harper's having a good season. The, the, The thing about the card prices, though, is this. You know, Harper has cards 
you know, Bowman, <laughs> what has he got? Like a 2010 Bowman base. I mean, he's got, he's got cards for over a decade now, you know? And, um, you know, he's got one of my favorite cards. I don't have any more left. Uh, the 2012 prism Bryce Harbor, rookie card, you know, I mean, not licensed, but one of my favorite cards. And, um, you know, Tatis is still only a couple years into the game, right? So why people will pay more for Tatis is, you know, they think he's going to win the MVP this year and then multiple more going forward and could be that generational talent. Bryce no longer has that, wow, he's going to be, you know, the greatest player of the generation because he's already, you know, you've already seen what you're going to get out of him. Now, <laughs> I I talked about this a couple days ago. I said Bryce Harper was one of those, you know, steals because – he came in so young. He came up, you know, like Griffey. He came up as like a teenager. You know, I have, um, you know, a card that I graded with Beckett over a decade ago when they came out. Strasburg's rookie, you know, Strasburg's Bowman year. Uh, Harper was in the USA under 18 set of that, you know, as, you know, as, a, as, a, as a young kid. Um, you know, his first Bowman card. And, um, you know... It's an awesome card. It's a cool card. He's been doing it for a long time, and he came up so young that still only twenty eight cage. So here's here's a fun little exercise, right? Because because you have Harper cards way 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 back, right? And you have Harper, you know, tops cards, Prism cards, you name it. You know what I want you to do for a second? Everybody's like, oh, Aaron Judge, right? Aaron Judge was like what 2017, 2018 rookie. You know, he's only only a couple years in the league. You know, was just rookie of the year recently, right? Look up how old Aaron Judge is for me. Do me that favor. Okay, we can get a, let's get a month, day, and, and year. I didn't know you were going here, otherwise I would have had us more prepared. But. 20, 29 years old. Yeah, and how old is Bryce Harper? 28. 28. Doesn't that shock people? People think, like, oh, Aaron Judge is like, he's a prospect, you know? Like, he's still on basically, you know, his, he, he hasn't got a contract yet, a major contract. You know, he was on his, his rookie deal, and, you know, he's in arbitration. The Yankees haven't had to pay him big money yet, and I'm, for one, hoping that they don't because I don't think he'd stay healthy and I don't think he'd be worth it because, you know, if he gets a five-, six-year deal, seven-year deal, he's, he's going to be playing, you know, past his prime already, um, uh, you know, for some, of that, for some of that contract. Whereas Bryce, I mean, Bryce Harper signed that Mon- Mondo mega deal years ago, and he's younger, right? But that's because he's been in the league for so long. Look, look, look at his home run totals, right? I mean, a guy hits quietly 30, 30-something home runs every year. He's one of those guys who just pull up Bryce's stats, right? We haven't done this, but how many home runs does he have? Because he had that one monstrous year. He already won the MVP. It is already uh, won. So this year he's at 33 home runs, 140 hits, th- uh, 313 batting average, 80 RBIs. Right. So totals. Total how home run home in his career? career? Yeah. Give me a second. And we do this for a reason, guys. You know, if he's 28 years old, right? It's safe to say. Let's let's assume. I mean, he doesn't have to be pool holes, right? But when you're chasing records, you'll play for a long time, which is what happens. But let's just say his average season is 35 home runs for the next 10 years. How many home runs does he have? You pull up the stats. I'm saying whatever it is, we're going to add 350 to it, ish, and see where he lands in the uh, in the all-time home run list. Andrew's good at finding the PER. How many points does he have for 36 minutes? That you can find. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm looking for the totals. I don't know why I can't find it. Here it is. Uh, 265 total home runs. 42 in, 20, in 2015 for the Nationals was his high. Yeah, he's one of these guys, you know, he hits a lot. Then he doesn't, you know, his odd year. He's like the San Francisco Giants. But, I mean, you're talking about a guy who, who should hit six La- home runs. Last year he had 13, just to give people well, like a little. Shortened, shortened season. Yeah, you know, COVID season. But even games. that. Even that, it's pretty, you know, pretty short. 
But if you you know you spread that out two and a half, it's still going to be you know thirty home runs. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean you got a guy who if he goes on a tear, you know he could he could he could start getting up there in the in the top home run hitters of all time. Not a lot of people have hit six home six hundred home runs. Um, you know if he wins the MVP this year, multiple MVPs. Not a lot of people did that. MVPs with different teams. Not a lot of people done that. So it's interesting, man. You know he rubs a lot of people the wrong way though, and that's part of the part of the issue with uh, with Harper. You know, even with his with his build, with his athleticism, would it surprise you if, if he did things the right way, which is a huge if? Uh, could he play till forty? One hundred percent, especially if he's chasing records. I'm actually, I got to tell you, I'm actually surprised he doesn't have more home runs than that. I'm very surprised that that's the amount of home runs he has. Um, I thought it would be more than that, just because he's been playing for so long. But I guess you know it makes sense. I mean, you know, you had an, you know a, a, a year last year. Um, that was kind the of first awesome. three seasons. Cage was 22, 20, and thirteen, uh, which kind of cr- crushes average. He's really come on from twenty fifteen to twenty twenty one, right? Because he was young. Remember, I think he came in. He was eighteen or nineteen years old. Yeah, very young. So very young. a part of that was getting getting adjusted uh, to the league as well. Yeah, but I mean, I mentioned it the other day. I mean, I think he was second. In batting average in the in the National League, I mean, I don't think he's batting like three fifteen, three sixteen, something like that. So it's not like he's you know not going to cover off the ball or anything like that. It's just that the National League doesn't really have you know anybody really really you know lighting it up this year. I knew there's the American League to be honest. I think Vladdy's leading at like three nineteen or something like that. So let me ask you a different question. So their card prices are exactly the same: hundred fifty, mm-hmm. hundred fifty eight. If we're looking at them as stocks, some people don't like when you look at cards as stocks. Some people do. But if we just use this comparison, their market cap is way different, right? You have the thesis cards are 150, but there's 15,000 of them. Hype Harpers are 150, but there's 2,500 of them. Does that mean that Tatis is more expensive, even though their card values are exactly the same? No, but it means that you have to have more demand for Tatis to move it as um the amount that you you need less demand for Harper because there's less of them out there that you'd have to move to move the price up. But but I think there clearly is more demand for Tatis. And if you talk about stocks, you know there are there are um, growth companies that have higher market cap, even though they haven't delivered as much as the value companies, the blue chip companies out there. And that really is what you're looking at. I mean, Tatis has not won an MVP. People can argue he should have won one last year. People are arguing he should win one this year. Um, and people are, are saying, you know, he's going to do things over his career, kind of like Tesla. Eventually, they will get to outer space, and eventually they will actually make money, um, you know, with their cars and make enough cars to make money. Um, but people don't seem to care about that now. They're, they're, you know, the market cap of Tesla is where it is, not on what they've done, but on what they are going to do, right? And a lot of that with Tatis. There's less of that with Harper, but he can play another decade. Like you should probably have more of that built in with him. I mean, he's not as young as Tatis, but you know, in the, in the short time that he's been there, he's already won an MVP and won a championship. Right. I mean, was, did he, he won, he won with Philly, right? Who did he win? Did he, cause did he left? He won he with left, Washington. He won with Washington. He left to Philly, right? He left yep. to go to Philly, right? He won MVP uh, 2015. Right. So I guess what I'm asking is when he left to Philly, when did Washington – he won one series with Washington and then he wasn't there for the second he one? He wasn't there for the championship. Okay. He yeah. wasn't there for the championship. That's what I mean. He wasn't there yeah. for a championship. So he, so, so he didn't win a championship. He just won the MVP. He's cursed. 
He left and they won. He's cursed. Yeah, you never know. Is there Listen, some truth to that? I'll never forget, you know, and I'm one of those unwritten rules guys, right? I'll never forget that. You know, he came up and he was this guy who would hit the ball, you know, like a, a little dink single to the outfield or, you know, a dribbler that gets past one of the infielders off his glove and he'll just book it out of the box and leg out a, a double that nobody else in the league would have went for two on. And here he was flipping his helmet off and flipping his hair around and, you know, playing brash and, and doing this stuff. And people were just beaning him. Like he would come up the next time and just get beaned. It was like, you know, unwritten rule, baseball baloney. And I remember people, people who were baseball fans at the time, you know, with this, you know, unwritten rule stuff were like, Harper, he can't do that. He can't show up. Everybody looks like an a-hole, you know, that kind of stuff. And now it's all about backflips and stupidity. So maybe he was the first one. I, I don't know. So. You know how it is. Iverson was a little bit like that too, right? Like he, Iverson was a play. He cr- kind of created a player's league. Uh, the do rags, dressing how he wants, the his personality. And when you're the trendsetter, you get a lot of heat. And the people that come second and third now that they get the benefit. Uh, it's a great point. Let's talk. That, that's baseball. Any anything else on baseball you want to touch on? We can talk about it a little more tomorrow if you want to prepare and, and do that With stuff. All that is the- Bryce Harper not your play? After all that, Bryce is not your play. That would be pretty. It sounds like a pretty good play, um, especially because we've a lot elevated of our game cage. We're, we've <laughs> elevated our game to the point where, in our episodes, I want to bring you guys kind of spotlight opportunities, like I just brought you one there, and let you guys make the decision for the play. And I'll still even bring a better play later on. So it's not just about anymore about giving people the play and that's it. I want to bring them the education. Uh, share with them what I'm looking at, things like that. So I think the discussion there was valuable. Tom Brady, here's what I'm looking at. This is, right, I would try to unpack the mentality of professional athletes and greats. This is where I think Tom Brady is right now. I think he's going to go for the MVP this season and set a record uh, of touchdowns in in a season. I think he's on a mission like that. I mean, why not, right? You know, he's at a point where the records are all his. Might as well try to push him so far out there that nobody else can get him. But that seems obvious, though, right? But not everyone at the age of 42, like Jordan went to the Wizards at 42, not with the intention to win another championship. He went there to play. He, he had a little bit more, uh, I guess, he physically felt like he could give more, but he didn't go there to win a championship. He didn't go there to set scoring records. He didn't go there for all that. If I'm picking up what Tom Brady's putting down, like the, the guy's slinging, the guy's going after his own touchdown record. The guy is he, – he's not slowing down one bit cage. I don't know. I mean, I think when he can, he will. But I really do think that uh, the championship is the key. Like, he wants another championship. He wants to continue to, to win titles. And, you know, if at the end of the season somebody – I can't picture it, but at the end of the season it's like, all right, you can play now. You have to throw five touchdown passes, but it's going to put you at risk for a championship. The whole deal, you, know, you have to have. You, I think he would say the hell with that. I'm just, I'm not going to do it. I, I would rather win the championship. Like that's just, I, I think to him, believe it or not, I think that the winning, the team winning, the championship, the rings is more important than uh, than the individual so, accolades. So I'm glad you both, brought that up. So, so I wanted to explain why I, I specifically am talking about this. So it's obviously both, but you could also know um, looking at a quarterback's attempts per game. Right is a big thing because th- that that kind of shows you the game plan. Right? Are are they handing the ball off fifty fifty? Are they going into season throwing? He's near the league leaders in throwing the ball. He has eighty six attempts. Mm-hmm. Okay, so only Justin Herbert, and we'll talk about this guy Derek Carr higher. I don't know if that's surprising to you, but 
I mean, Patrick Mahomes has only thrown the ball 67 times. Well, so so I will tell you. And that's both games being basically blowouts. That's two games basically being blowouts. So that, that to me is interesting. That to me shows uh, a conversation or something that happened in the offseason where they, in my opinion, not that they changed their scheme, but they said we're going to be a throw-heavy offense, even with two pretty good running backs with Fournette and uh, I can't remember the other guy's name. Is it Ronald Jones? Jones? Yeah, Ronald and Jones. they don't really have good running backs. I mean, that's part of it. But but also, week one, like they were in a slugfest with Dallas. You know what I mean? It was back and forth. Dallas had it at the end. You know, they had to throw the ball. You know, it's, it's, it was a high-scoring one. Week two, while it looked like a blowout, it really wasn't a blowout till the end when there were, you know, some defensive scores there. Um, I think the same the same did the same guy have two pick sixes? Yep. I mean, it was just yep. like an insane kind of thing. Um, but yes, clearly the game plan is Tom Brady's the best, let him do his thing. It's not let's put the ball in Leonard Fournette's hands and become a running offense. Um and obviously but it's also not protect Brady, right? Like like when you drop back the throw, you, you also are more susceptible to getting hit. There is that but- I saw a stat on Brady where, like, he gets the ball out now faster than anybody else does. You know what I mean? And it's not that he has the quickest release. It's just that the offense that they're running is kind of like a, you know, get the ball, throw, get the ball, throw. Like, he's not he's not really, well, he's making a lot of attempts. Sometimes a lot of attempts doesn't equate to also the most yards because he's not throwing the ball down the field. I mean, he is every now and again. But I think it's his offense has been always just quick, quick. Get rid of the ball and protect him that way. So. I, I think so. So you guys will tell me, let me just give you guys an example of Drew Brees here and, and why this to me is a big deal, right? Because typically as quarterbacks age, they have less attempts. Their arm strength goes down. Remember with Peyton Manning, they would, they were saying at the end of his career, he was throwing. Do you remember what they called it? Ducks. No, Do you remember that? Wound of, wound Peyton Manning was throwing ducks. ducks. He was throwing ducks. Yeah. So ducks. Drew Brees, for example, if you look at his stats, he was right around 650 attempts a year between 20, 2007 and 2016. He ended his career, and the, the Saints threw a lot of cage. With 2018, he had 480 attempts, 2019, 370, and 2020, 390. So usually at the tail end of the career, they, they know that they're going to be in the playoffs. They need to preserve their arm strength. They tone down the attempts. Tom Brady is, is the reverse. They're, they're, letting him, they're letting him do his thing, and – that's a big deal. So I, I expect my early front runner, and I, I'll put my, my head on on a stake. Tom Brady's going to win MVP this season. Now, some people might not think that's a huge claim to, to claim to fame, but I, I think it's actually a bigger deal than it seems because you're going to start having this conversation of the oldest MVP of all time, and that's a bigger deal than than people are making out to be. So you heard it here first. It's only week two, but a couple uh, it's weeks not as, ago, week and a half ago, you thought it was going to be Rodgers. Okay, I, one of my strengths is I change my mind. All right, seeing well, what, what if, I see. What if Rodgers goes out there tonight and has five touchdowns? You guys say maybe it's Rodgers again or maybe? No, this is all right. It's all right. Listen, for what, you, what you're saying is 100% right. I mean, this was why I thought that the Bucks. I mean, look, not that you can handicap any football. Yesterday was just insane, just like week one was insane. But, you know, the Bucks play was, for me, um, they're a significantly better team than anybody else that's playing right now. And, and that is all because of Brady. It's all Brady. I mean, it's a quarterback so. league, and he is—he's the best that's out there. Um, some people can do it for half. What Lamar Jackson did in the second half yesterday, and what Derrick Henry as a running back did in the second half in overtime yesterday, were just amazing things. But they didn't do it for a whole game. 
Brady's done it for decades. You know what I mean? And just always at that level, always at that output. Um, doesn't take a half off, doesn't take a quarter off. Um, he's always doing things where you're like, wow, how did he fit that in that window? And if I'm allowed, right? They then they're, they're not our sponsor. But I think it's T-Mobile. I love those commercials, man. I think they're the funniest thing in the world. Where they like, like blur out bad internet? Yeah, like the spotty, the spotty internet. I mean, maybe there's a reason why. Maybe my internet's not that great, so that's part of why I, I like it. But, you know, there was one where it was Judge and Stanton. And Stanton's like, well, what do I do to get my swing back? And Judge, you know, tells him, just remember about what Little League. Remember when you were in Little League. And it comes out blurry, like, go to a Little League game. And, and, and so he shows the – so my favorite one is the new one now with, with Brady and Gronkowski. Where he says to him, you know, like ba 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 beep, and and Gronk is, you know, like you know, comes out like, yeah, and I'll I'll, I'll come I'll come to Tampa Bay and I'll play with you, and, and they have Brady announcing, I'm gonna go and win a championship at Tampa Bay, and Gronk and Gronk's coming, and you got Gronkowski like yelling to his mom for his pants, mom, where's my football pants? You know, it's like mom, the meatloaf. Anyway, it's funny stuff. Um, it's great that they're able to kind of have fun with it. Brady, you know, it's it's amazing because at this stage you could kind of. I hate him. You know, like, I'm a Raider fan. I hate him. I think he took a couple of championships away from us with that stupid tuck rule and a bunch of other stuff that, the you know, good Raiders at the beginning of his career probably should have won some Super Bowls, and they didn't. Um, and you can hate him. But he's becoming more likable, which is weird for me, right? He does that that Subway commercial where it's bread, and he's like, mmm, and they're like, you don't need any bread. You know, like, it's funny. It's self-deprecating. It's funny humor. He's, like, smelling the bread like it's a cologne commercial. And then you got this one with Gronk. So listen, you know he's likable. He's a winner. Um, it's amazing. The next generation coming up will like. I was Montana. These guys are Brady. The next generation will say Mahomes is better, and you know Mahomes is going to chase all of his records and whatnot. But I think the point you're trying to make is that Brady's not going away, not making it easier. He sees that Mahomes can win multiple MVPs. He sees Mahomes can win championships. And and maybe if it wasn't Mahomes playing, that maybe he would have retired two years ago and said, all right, I'm the best ever. But instead, he's like, you know what? I got to add a ring. I got to add an MVP because otherwise this kid might chase me down. That's what it is. I, I think he's still chasing those those accolades, those, those personal and team ones. It's not one or the other. Uh, and what, what what's interesting about Brady, and guys, I don't know how it's actually going to impact his cards because the run-up on his cards has been so insane. Uh, so, so it's going to be interesting to watch, but yeah, it's, uh, he spans two generations and I'm not sure there's been another athlete who's, who does that, right? Like, I mean, maybe Jordan, maybe, maybe Jordan, but I don't know if there's another generation that like another athlete that spanned basically two generations, people growing up, you know, your generation knows him really well. And like you said, you know, he stole, I've had, I've, my basement's full of Drew Bledsoe cards. You know, what would have happened if I invested in Brady? There's that. And he, he's tuck rule. There's that. But there's kids now, I mean, that are eight, nine years old that still are going to have a – Brady and Mahomes are going to be their hero. So it's really, really interesting. It's it's fun to watch. I, I don't understand the Brady hate at all. I've never understood it. Uh, but I guess when you're that good at something, you're hated on. So – that's that. Those are my two topics today. Was Bryce Harper to tease how you make the MVP race? How, how does that affect cards? Is so I like it because you announced you announced our show was about cards and how on-field performance impacts those sports cards. And I was going to correct you at the time and say our show was more than that. But you've done a good job of now baseball and football talking about that. You know, we do a lot on cards, right? It's not just about performing vintage baseball cards. Vintage cards, they're not about on-field performance. And sometimes we bring cool non-sports plays. And, you know, Marvel and stuff like that. And if I'm allowed, you talked about, you know, multi-generational. 
I'm gonna roll right into my play with that because in addition to you know us doing stuff here that nobody else does, I mean there are great sports card content out there. There's great people in what we do. Nobody shows up every day and does what we're doing, right? But what I love about it is when we do a deep dive. Then you pull out Bryce Harper. No one's thinking about Bryce Harper right now, you know? Or how about this one? Multi-generational. What do you think the best show HBO's ever had was? Sopranos. Sopranos. I mean, and, and do you know that the Sopranos movie is coming out now? And it is not, you know, the old one. It's like, uh, it's, it's actually James Gandolfini's son. And it's like a Tony Soprano mm. origin story. It's his, it's his real-life son. They cast him because he looks like him. And it's supposed to be kind of like a prequel, like Tony Soprano growing up now. And I think it comes out this month. So I thought to myself, I go, let's give Luke and Asian listeners a wild play, something that nobody else is on, right? It's, it's easy to buy Marvel stuff when the Loki show is coming Cage, out. Real quick. So the, yeah. the show or the movie, I apologize, is The Many, Many Saints of Newark. Is what Many it's Saints called. of so Newark. And when's it coming out? Like, I, think it's, I think it's HBO October Max. 1. So October 1st, right? So here you go, guys. A, a two-week lead-up, October 1st. And I think it's on HBO Max. Like, you can watch the movie. But you know mm-hmm. what will happen. If it's got any success to it, right? It, they'll, they'll do another show. Maybe they'll build on this character. If the kid can act, you name it. Maybe they'll do a young Tony Soprano. Maybe they'll do a spinoff like they did with, you know, Game of Thrones, a new show. But what's amazing is, for a last generation, 20 years ago, like, The Sopranos was huge. That was a huge, huge show, right? And... There are cycles in things, and and with cycles they come back. Like Pokemon came back, and like you know Marvel is is doing its thing, and like you know like sports cards have come back, right? And people are back into comic books, and people are back into fun stuff. So yeah, if you want to spend money, there is that that signature right there. But um, Leaf I, Leaf makes some nice cards. By the way, it's Brian Gray's uh, birthday today, so. I don't actually know him personally. I saw him on Twitter. Just going to give him a shout out. Happy birthday, Brian. If you listen to the show, big fan of the design you guys do with your leaf cards. So I disappeared for a second so that I can just make it easy and send you something. And this will be my play. So you can pull it up from your, you know, from. But uh, I, I, I can't open our text messages, Cage. I can't do it. Oh, well, you I can can't. see the People type. are going to see all the. 2005. You could put in uh, you could put in 2005. Well, when you can see me, 2005, Inkworks Sopranos. Type that in for you, okay? So we put it on eBay, but 2005 Inkworks. So, so guys, the, there are there are some cool ways of playing this. Obviously, who knows if this is there? You go. So who knows if this is gonna work? But there is. Look at that. How much is this? I mean, ninety nine cents. <laughs> nine ninety nine. Nine ninety nine, right? It's a whole seventy-two card Sopranos set. Look at this—a foil set, you name it. A little pack. It came in packs. You know, maybe there's some. Maybe you find the sealed box of this if you want somewhere. If you want to make that your play, right? That same set, the two thousand five Inkworks set. They have autographs. So for you Entourage fans, there, for less than a hundred bucks, I think there was something thirty, forty. You get a Meadow Soprano. Oh, that was your favorite, you know? Turtle's favorite, definitely for you Entourage like you Andrew um but yeah I mean listen I have a feeling not many people know that this is coming back um and when it does people will pay attention to it um it's an odd one because you know it's in the theaters but with COVID a lot of people aren't going to theater so it's on you know HBO Max look at that it was that Ada Ada Tatura you know you got a whole bunch of different a different two dollars for the autographs here some of them are graded which is pretty fun right look at that you got a PSA 10 Tony Soprano right I mean really great two cage but there's a play. 
What's up? Newly graded as well. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, it wasn't me, guys. I don't own any of these. But, you know, if I wasn't doing a show and I was do- in my bargain days where I was looking for things that might actually pop and become something. There you go. Jamie Lynn Sigler. <laughs> autograph. Right. That's it. So, so. So this is one of those things where with this coming out, I'd buy that. I'd buy that $7.99 set. I'd buy as many of these, you know, main characters. Don't go nuts. I mean, the priest has an autograph for like $12. I mean, there's ancillary characters, but main characters, I'd buy them. People who might be in the show, um, you know, Tony Soprano stuff especially. And you get Tony Soprano cards for a couple of bucks. I'd buy them, you know, and just replace them. There's promo cards. You buy them and probably, you know, you can you can buy up the bottom of them, the floor, as we like to say, buy three, four, five dollar cards. Sell them for nine dollars, ten dollars, twelve dollars when this thing is released. Um, you want to hang on to a couple of them and grade them? Sure, great. Um, it's just another play on, you know, like buying Loki before the Loki show came out or buying Winter Soldier, you know, comic books before that is released or Shang-Chi or whatever it may be. Um, the Sopranos was a huge phenomenon. I was like, I mean, look. Look at I ask you, what's HBO's biggest show? And you say Sopranos right off the bat. So, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, you can make some quick money now just when it comes out, just flip it. Or if I'm right and this show, this movie is successful and it, 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 it turns into another continued HBO property, people are like, oh, man, remember the Sopranos? This is great. They should reboot it. Now you're buying a set for, uh, for $10. So it's a fun play. It's a little, a little weird one you're not going to get anywhere else. Guys, I'm starting a GoFundMe, a GoFundMe <laughs> to buy a portable charger for Mr. Cage Lawyer so that he could have his oh. phone charged. My phone's charged. My Your phone's, phone's charged. percent right now. Your phone's a, it's acting like it's, it's acting like it's on 2%. I don't know. I think so it's go- No way. You're blurry again. I, a couple days ago. No way. Impossible. Impossible. I got... I, uh, I got fiber optic installed here. We have 2.4 G and we have 5 G here. This it's booming, it's flying. So my play today is 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 a is a, is a fastball right down the middle. No, no, I'm not. You're frozen. Uh, mine's a fastball right down the middle. So heading into NBA season, the two teams that people are talking about are the Lakers and the Nets. Lakers, Nets. Lakers made all their moves. They added Westbrook, Mello. AD is going to be healthy once he gets out of that wheelchair. Mazel Tov, can't wait to see you get healthy again. Anthony Davis and LeBron, you know, he's 45 and he's better than Tom Brady will ever be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard it all. Amazing. So Lakers are going to win the championship. Who are they going to meet? They're going to meet the Brooklyn Nets. Durant, Harden. I mean, they got Paul Millsap. They got Blake Griffin. Uh, they got Kyrie. This team is stacked top to bottom, the best 12-man roster in the league. Nets, Lakers. Amazing. Okay. It's already done. Why do we play the season? We play the season because what we've learned is you could add Carl Malone and Gary Payton to the Lakers with Shaq and Kobe. The chemistry is more important than adding these perceived legends to the game, right? Because when they're signing these veteran veteran contracts, they're typically not in their prime. And how are they going to fit? How are they going to mesh? They still have egos. They still want the ball. They play a certain way, and will that fit? So we have to remember these are all team games. This all being said, there's a guy who's not being even talked about in the offseason who's, in my opinion, the best player in the league, and it's Giannis. It's Giannis. And, I, I mean, people could say whatever they want to say about it, 
But the fact remains, he won a championship with a decent roster, nowhere near the roster that the Nets did. He's the best player on defense in the league, in my opinion. And he's someone that is unstoppable in today's NBA. And he's only getting better. Now, what's interesting about everything I just said, it probably had a visceral reaction in 50% of our audience. And to me, that's your opportunity. Because if you can't see what's right in front of you, chances are many people in, in investing don't see it either. Giannis's prism-based PSA 10 card right now is selling for 2000 bucks. When they won the championship, it was 3000 bucks. What? Why? Because nobody's talking about is... basketball right now. You want to know sure. one that's even worse? Look at look at Joker. Remember how everybody was going crazy on Joker's cards, right? When he won the MVP, this guy's the best. He's different. He's not a center. He's a point guard. His cards are down like 50% from where they were. He hasn't played a game. He hasn't fell off a cliff. Just his card prices have. I mean, I, I don't want to take you off, off Giannis. No. I, I like what you're saying about Giannis. I think Giannis, I mean, he just won a championship. Um, but the reason why the 50% out there are saying what they're saying is because the stars aligned for that championship for him. Now, I'm not a buyer in the Lakers or the Brooklyn this year, right? If you would have told me, hey, Miami Heat and Tyler Hero are going to win, okay, fine. Then I would buy it. But you went Giannis. I think Giannis may never get a better opportunity to win a title. I'm glad he took advantage of it. But he didn't Giannis, is gonna end his, Giannis is going to end his career with three or more championships. All right. Well, I mean, he's, he's still pretty young. Um, so I could see that. Happening. And to me, what you just said. You think he gets is, number two this year? Yeah, I think he might r- r- rip off six, seven straight. And I think six, people are blind to it. Championships? Yeah, I think people are so blind to what's what's in front of them. What what chemistry was there? You think it's him and Middleton chemistry? I mean, like what you talk about how it's team chemistry. So I get it with with like the Lakers. You, you know, because it doesn't work all the time when you just throw talented individuals into a mix. I get that, but what's the chemistry that works on the Bucks? Is it really just him and Middleton? Well, well, chemistry isn't players. Chemistry is the team. Yeah. So, do you think the Bucks had great chemistry? I mean, Durant and and a bunch of stiffs took them seven. Durant and a bunch of stiffs. I mean, I don't know if if Harden and Kyrie are stiffs. Harden, oh, Harden, I, Harden was injured. Kyrie wasn't playing. No, Kyrie was there until Game Three, and they went to Game Seven with no Kyrie and an injured, hobbled Harden. I mean, the rest of the team was who? Who I was playing with them? I don't even remember who else. Who was, what was the starting lineup? I mean, who did they have? Was was Dinwiddie so, out so, there with them? I mean, I don't, I don't even remember. So, so no, Dinwiddie didn't play. So yeah, so you so, so I think what's cool about this is people can see the same thing. The same thing could happen and people see it from two different sides. To me, that fact that they were able to – their first championship is really difficult because you've never won, right? You, you yep. It's uncharted territory. You're young. You don't believe maybe that you can win. It's There's a lot that comes with winning that first championship. We could use Michael Jordan as an example. Yep. Michael Jordan was the best player in the league in 1998 and 88, 87, 89, but he couldn't get over that hump, right? He needed something to get over those – uh, the, the Detroit Pistons, right? And I remember they, as a kid, by the way, where people would, where that was a knock on him. Where yeah. I remember being, oh, I want to be Jordan. And then the bigger kid would be like, oh, Jordan, he's not magic. He can't win. He might be great, Thank but he's, he can't win. I remember kids saying this on my block when we were playing basketball about Jordan. So, yeah, you're right. It, it, it happens over and over again. And it's funny, like, I, I'm, I kind of split the generation. I love watching Jordan highlights, but I've also watched modern NBA since basically 2003. I've watched just NBA. I was never a big fan of watching soccer. But my point to all of that is oftentimes to dethrone the king, 
it doesn't happen until it's so obvious. Like to me, it's obvious that this is Giannis's league. It's not Luca's league. It's not Jokic's league. I know the media and ESPN could talk about these guys all the time, but to me, Giannis is above them. He's he's a more impactful player, specifically on defense. Um, but he still has tremendous upside, and he knows how to win, right? I always reference back to Tim Grover and the whole cooler, cleaner, closer thing. Uh, I do that because what the what the f do I know about sports? I never made it pro. My cap was college, so I want to learn from people who've trained the best, who've been a who've been with the best, who know what it takes to win, and. Putting individual stats in place is great. Durant is an incredible, incredible player. Uh, Kyrie, Harden, all those guys. But there's something about knowing how to win. And, and to me, it was obvious the last three years that Giannis is is someone that understands winning, who understands how to get better, who has a ton of raw natural talent, uh, and he has the mindset that's going to constantly get get better year over year over year over year. And you're getting him at a discount heading into the, uh, the season where. Again, somehow, nobody expects the world champions to win. They expect, like you said, all the stars have aligned for Giannis to win last year, and now there's and now there's the Lakers and Nets, and we're back to the same narrative. I'm sticking with the narrative that they're the best team and he's the best player. And But I don't think they are the best team when, when healthy. I mean, I know I they understand. won the championship, but I don't think they are the best team. And I mean, and really, if you, if you go back to that series. People said that about the, the Bulls until they won six in a row. They're like, oh, I know they have Jordan, but Pippen, I, yeah. Are the, yeah did, but did, that, did people crown them the best team? That Not team, until they did it right, year over that, year over year. That, that team showed a willingness to spend money. They showed a willingness to build. It was a place where people wanted to go. You know, if you just go back a, you know, a little That's bit. That's not true. Jordan. That's not true. Uh, on Jordan's draft day, is he said, I want to make the Bulls the same type of organization as the Lakers, the Sixers. He yeah. he compared them. Remember but he did. Sixers. But Giannis has been here long enough now, and still no one wants to go to Milwaukee. Yeah. When Jordan was there, people wanted to go and play for him, and that's how they got. That's how they were. Yeah, play with him. Exactly. But that's that's the deal, right? So no one, play, no one wants to play with Giannis and Milwaukee. Like he, here's the problem I have with it, and you could very well be right. And I think Giannis is underappreciated for what he does, the defense especially, and he works on his game. But the the issue I have with it, before I go all in on Giannis, is you know, in during even during that 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 Nets Bucks series, right? You know, before the injuries, you name it, everyone's like, okay, the Nets are going to win, and they didn't. And I don't take anything away from them. The Bucks are the world champs. Giannis won a championship that'll never be taken away. It puts him in a different stratosphere such that his cards shouldn't be coming down the way they are, and I'm not arguing with you about that at all. But here's the thing. You could find headlines, and headlines don't mean shit. You could write any any headline in the world, but you could find headlines that time where saying it's unfortunate that Giannis is going to get taken out of the playoffs now and that he's going to stay in Milwaukee and he's never going to win there. There Something has to happen. He has to leave the Bucks. He has to team up with somebody. There were headlines about him and, and Luka teaming up, you name it, the whole deal. That's the only way. But instead what happens is Kyrie gets hurt, Harden was already hurt. Now you have Durant and nobody, no teamwork, no nothing there. You know, they have no plays, no nothing ready for that because they've now played a whole season expecting to have Kyrie, Harden, and Durant together. They rarely were. Um, and then the Bucks skate by. And do they have to play the Lakers? Do they have to play the Clippers? No. The Lakers don't make it because of injuries and all kinds of baloney. The Clippers don't make it. Kawhi, the monster, is not there because he's injured. Instead, he has to play who? The Suns? I mean, it, so so to me, 
play the team in front of you, bro. You're right. You're right. You're right. And you can't. There's nothing the Bucks could do about that. You play the team that's in front of you, 100% right. I guess what I'm saying is coming into this year, I think it's a stretch to say that the Bucks are the best team in basketball right now. Which is I think it's a said. stretch to say that they're not the best. Okay. Just because they won the championship last year doesn't mean they're the best team. You know, Trent Dilfer and the Ravens won a championship one year also. It doesn't mean they came into the next year as the favorites doing the Super Bowl again. You do know football is drastically different of course, than of course. NBA. Saying, you lose half of your team in free it, agency. And... It's the most obvious example in my brain because it was Trent Dilfer who won a Super Bowl. That's the reason why I said it. I can't really come up with one for basketball. So this is, this is a longer-winded play, and there's a reason. I think that what you just presented there is not a knock on Giannis. I think that is, that's where the opportunity is because – people still discredit the championship is why his prices haven't yeah. been priced in. Yep. By the time they're priced in, everyone knows, oh, it's like, okay, he's won three now. Now we get it. Now that Suns won, is it, okay, that was number one. I wouldn't be surprised if he wins three. I wouldn't be surprised about that at all, especially because the, the two teams everybody's talking about beating him, I don't think both of those teams make it. I mean, you saw last year that, that these teams don't make it. You know, I mean, there are injuries, there are things that happen, and, and things go awry, and even if they do, even if they make it, even if they keep Giannis from winning this year, those teams are not going to be that team, those teams the following year, and Giannis will be. And I think Giannis, believe it or not, is still getting better. So I don't have an issue with the two or three. Um, I just, I mean, repeating, very hard. Even in the NBA, it's very hard. hard. So so it's tough. And the other thing, he needs to team up with Luka. I wonder if now, you know how like, People, sponsors didn't want to sponsor our show until the first sponsor sponsored and then everyone came running, right? Because no one wants to be the first. They don't. What if this championship is that same thing? It's like, okay, well, we didn't think Giannis could win without people. Now I want to go there and and win. So maybe now they do attract free agents. Maybe they do attract trades uh, that they might not have 12 months ago. And I mean, think about this also. Like you, you said all those things, but let's flip it for a second. There was a time, Tim Grover talks about this, where players didn't say that they want to go team up with someone to win a championship. They said, you could come team up with me where I'm at to win a championship. And that's what a true alpha is. Is there any – like right now I'm still hearing that Durant is a better player than Giannis. Why? Because he went to the Warriors and won a championship? Then he went to the Nets and recruited Kyrie and Harden? Like because he could score at will? What has this dude ever won that deserves to get the praise – that someone like Giannis does. So to me, it makes no sense. I've been a Giannis guy forever. I like uh, it, man. Normally you get heat because you hate on LeBron. Now you hate on KD. So the heat's going to come for you, and I like dude, it. Dude, I'm, I'm an old school guy. I'm like, win where you are. Don't leave to go play with the well, best to win a championship. How freaking lame is that? That was always the knock that I had when we were talking about LeBron and, and Jordan. Now, I'm not an idiot. I'm LeBron is a great player. He's one of the best ever. But, yeah, I mean, if you look at his championships – I mean, he went and teamed up. He went and teamed up. You know, he always had somebody else. To took help the him easy out. way out. So that's not that's not an opinion. That's a, that's a fact. He took the easy way out. He went and teamed up with a winner in Dwayne Wade. He said, "I can't do it alone. I need Wade." I don't know. To me, Durant said the same thing. Durant's even worse. Durant had Harden, Westbrook, and Ibaka. He's like, "I can't win with these guys. I need to go win with Curry, Dre, and Clay." <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, okay. Um, so anyway, that's my play. Let's get into the announcements, guys. So. We heard you loud and clear. We're moving forward with the NFT launch because it's going to be epic. Uh, a lot of you guys have reached out and are going to support us. All you need to do is have uh, ETH in your MetaMask wallet on Wednesday. 
I don't know where the price of Ethereum is going to go, but you're basically getting it 25% cheaper than it was a few days ago. It's uh, down. You get a bargain now. It's bargain. Price. We, we couldn't have timed this better. Get your money. Get your money in the MetaMask now. <laughs> but, but this is where things are exciting. And this goes along my with my vision of what we want to be. So we've always wanted to be uh, educators in the space, thought leaders in the space, people that have conversations with very intelligent people and produce it, publish it so that you guys in the audience benefit. We're going to launch, um, I'm calling it an NFT digital publication. So it's going to be a sta its own standalone thing. It has no real other than like the parent company interaction with Lucas Tigers, the hobby. So it's going to be an NFT and crypto digital publication where uh, we'll have a newsletter. We're going to put out content. We're going to educate the space. We're going to talk about top 10 NFT projects going on. Uh, we're going to interview creatives and artists from that space. We're going to keep that as its own silo so that if you're interested in NFTs, great. You go there, you read, you could sign up for the newsletter and you could get all NFT crypto stuff there. And our show, our Instagram page, that's going to be dedicated to the hobby and sports cards. So it's still going to be all us brought to you by us, by Cage and myself and our amazing team that's uh, supported us and joining us and all that stuff. And if you want to be a part of that, if you're if you're a designer or a copywriter, and you want to create content for the NFT or crypto space, that's launching. And it's going to launch as, as soon as this week. And you want to be a part of that? Reach out. I think it's going to be fun. So for those of you who don't like that stuff, it means stay tuned because it's going to be all hobby. All hobby all the time on this on this channel. Same bat channel. Um, yeah. So, I mean, listen, we're, we um, we want to mix the two worlds. We really do. And we're, I, I mean, I love the feedback we're getting from all over Luka Nation. You know, hey, I'm a farmer, but for you guys, I'll get some Ethereum in. Show me how to do it. You know, I mean, it's just great messages like that. I love it. You know, there, there will more likely be more first-time NFT buyers in our Tigers, possibly than any other NFT out there, which is a really cool thing. Because, you know, while we think there's an overlap in the space and it's just a different way of 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 you know flipping the coin here right it really is it's a different way of, of 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 opening packs it's a different way of investing it's a different way of, of of doing basically what we do with cards not everyone loves it but for those of you who are interested in it you know we can we can we can offer you an educational way of doing it and we can separate the two that way you know if you tune in and you're like all right i want to hear the guys talk about sports cards you know you're going to hear us talk about sports exactly. cards here so it, 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 i love what you said there we believe that there's an overlap, but we want that overlap to be on your terms and not on ours. And when we create NFT content on a page where you guys expect a sports card, I understand how frustrating that might be. So we hear that feedback loud and clear. Uh, we really only are a few weeks into this. So we heard that feedback. We thought, well, what's the right move? And we're really excited about this. So we're going to have a digital NFT publication. Uh, you guys will be able to sign up for a newsletter where we put together awesome content you know, on a weekly basis. I don't want to give them the wrong impression. We never got anybody coming in and saying, stop doing NFTs. We didn't get a single person doing that at all. Right. But what we did get a lot of people coming in and saying, we want more NFT content. We want more content on NFTs. So I want, I want to make sure we're not giving the wrong impression that it was like, wow, we got this amazing, horrible feedback. Like, stop talking about NFTs or we're going to stop listening. Not a single person did that. But on the flip side, there were people asking for more NFT content. And we were... I, we did not want it to encroach on what we already do with the sports stuff. So we want to give you the sports stuff, 
But we also want to respond to the people who are looking for more NFT stuff 100%. and put it in its own spot. I don't want to make it sound like, wow, you know, where uh, people were mad and, uh, you know, because the, well, the listener numbers are as high as they've ever been, you know? I mean, they really are. Hard. People like certainty, though. They, they like to know when they're going. They don't. This is people's always biggest issue with restaurants, right? I go in and one time the chef makes the sandwich this way and then he makes it this way, right? And they, they, there's no consistency and people don't like that. So when they turn into Lucas Tiger's Bronze podcast, they love us and they want to talk about sports cards. They would love to hear us talk about NFTs, but they want to be the ones deciding, not us. And we respect that. So I thank you for, for saying that, Cage. Any final words? No, man. We're like, what, 36 hours or so away, 40 hours away from the drop. So there you go. It's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. Drop is day one, not day 100. Things start when the drop happens. We have a huge roadmap that, sure, we put some things together on the website, but the roadmap is way bigger than that. And we want to continue to grow and become thought leaders in what we think is the alternate investing space. Love you, Luca Nation. Any final words, big guy? No, man. I'm doing good. We're having some fun. This was good. Bryce Harper, Tom Brady, Giannis. You went all over the place, man. You did you did you did some baseball, you did some football, some basketball, you really, you know, and, and you you do every major sport and I give a play from the Sopranos. Where else he get? Did you see guy? did you see Holland's goal? Did you yeah, see Yeah, it's pretty nice. He's got like 112 goals in 12 games. He's amazing. Incredible. Uh <laughs> he, he's he's uh he, he's very Zlatan-esque in his game. Which guys, by the way, um uh, LAFC Gunner is someone we're gonna have on the show. Uh we're scheduling with him. He he runs one of the best soccer pages out there something i do want to start doing more is, is talking soccer and sharing a little bit of my soccer knowledge i i, I, I can't wait i can't so, wait man uh, there's no bigger barker fan out there than me so i can't wait to be involved in this did you see that so, so awesome. it's really it's really interesting times cage sorry to ramble on here it's messi hasn't scored a single goal for psg and then pochettino took him off in the 75th minute uh and he was not happy while cristiano ronaldo now is back in what people think is the world's best league, the EPL, and he's scoring goals. It's so funny how the narrative changes. It's so funny. Like now he's like, people are commenting like, wow, this is so embarrassing that he would look like he would like, he was like pouting, you know, when you get subbed off, it's so mature that he would be pouting. Doesn't he know kids are watching? This goes to show that Ronaldo is the true goat. Uh, and it's, it's funny how quickly people forget and, and change their opinion uh, with little things like that. You know what's fun about soccer is everybody's looking for the next one, and you, you know you have to be careful when you look for the next one because um, you you, you we, we're spoiled. We're spoiled with the Brady's in football. You know, there's always going to be the next one. We're spoiled that we got to watch Messi and Ronaldo, right? Everybody thought Hamas was going to be the next one. Everybody thought Jaime, Jaime Rodriguez. Everybody thought, yeah, I call him Hamas. Everybody, everybody thought Suarez was going to bite his way to being the goat. Right. Everybody thought, well, you know, all these guys were going to be, you know, Mo Salah was going to be the next great. Right. But they, they, they don't. They're not going to be messy, it, you know, and they're not going to be Ronaldo. It just it shows you how good these guys are. And, you know, you're all in on the Holland train. It's not it's, all in on the Holland trade. It's going to be I hard. I never said Holland's going to be as good as Messi. It's going to be, it's gonna be hard. It's going to be hard. I didn't say that. No, but, but even if they're not as good, they're always going to be measured against those guys. It's why it's tough. It's why, you know, the, the you know, um, Mahomes coming up in the shadow of Brady. That's tough, man. That's tough. You know, he's got he's to gotta, he's gotta go above and beyond what Brady did to ever be out of his shadow. Think of what Brady had to do to, 
to potentially now be out of Joe Montana's shadow. Maybe it's like the double right. up in every stat category. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so. but my play on Holland was different though. Like he's going to go to Real Madrid. He's going to go to Man-, Man City. He's going to go to Man U. He's going to go to Liverpool. He's going to go to Barca. That's really where the big payday is because people know, dude, Borussia Dortmund is a, is a, literally a, a player factory. They find these guys for like $5 and sell them for $500 million. They're incredible. So no one stays at Borussia. And I think when he is sold or in the run-up to him being sold, there is some money to be made there, Cage. Yeah, accomplishment-wise, that's tough. It's going to be tough. And most people don't like soccer cards. I'm just going to throw that one out there. You know, I think Andrew, we have a, Andrew, I think, shut up and stop talking soccer. I think, I think what you need to do is come up with a digital publication for soccer cards because the 95% of Luca Nation that is here to talk about sports cards is not here to talk about the soccer cards. But it is what it is. Let's bring a guest on and talk footy. Let's cut it up about what Barca is doing this season. You're an idiot. <laughs> See you guys tomorrow. This is, this is a fun episode. I hope you guys enjoyed us. Let us know in the comments uh, what you thought. And I've been seeing other YouTubers say this, so I'm going to say this. Smash that like button. We, we don't have a like button. Oh, yeah, on YouTube, I guess we have a like button. <laughs> we don't have a like button. There's no like button here. There's no like button. Yeah, there is. There's a smash the like button. Yeah, they people, say that. People say this. Smash the yeah. like button. Make sure you subscribe and smash the like button. Mm-hmm. But it's very because violent. It, it kind of is, but it helps with the YouTube algorithm is what I've learned. And, and it helps us get... get uh, Get more views, get more listens. So, thank you. If you if you guys do that, if you have this, if you have the time, it means a lot to us. Smash, smash away, guys. Smash, smashy, smash, smash, smashy, smash, smash, smashy, smash, smash, smashy, smash, smash. This episode of Lucas Tigers and Bronze was brought to you by Hybrid Grading Approach. Take it from someone who has personally submitted thousands of cards for grading. HGA slabs just hit different. They're top of the line and color-coordinated to match the card itself. The aesthetics are unrivaled in the industry. When paired with the ease of submission and the transparency of the pricing model, HGA stands alone as the best choice for grading your cards. I believe that once you try them out, you will agree. Thanks for listening, Luca Nation. Thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Luca's Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um, Do us a favor and like, subscribe, Ah, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.